welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Lee Murray is unofficially the um the UFC lineal light heavyweight champion, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. <laughs> Matt Hughes oh said that he knocked out Tito Ortiz in the bar fight. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> You know, I feel like there's no intro. We're just going to start. We're just going to go right now. We're going right now. We're doing it live. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode number 50. Um, It's an awesome day. Rainy day on the East Coast where I'm at. Well, it's not too rainy, but it's about to rain. Um, Special episode today. We have a guest for the first time. Uh, well, his his first time on the show. Uh, please introduce yourself and let people know who you are. Hey guys, uh, glad to be on the show. Big fan. Um, probably go by T Dot instead of my Tumblr name because my Tumblr name's too long. All right, <laughs> that, that works. That works. I must still call you Stokes. So. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, just call me Stokes. All right, here we go. Like we're, we're, going, we're going with Stokes. Oh, man, you guys missed a yeah. lot of good pre-record talk that I should I should throw it in there anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a Lee Murray reference, an Affliction reference. I, I was going to sneak it in at the beginning, but I, I wanted to ask him, Sensei something. Let's go. Uh, so, you know I'm from Jersey, right? Yeah. And, and you know... I'm all about the Jersey hip hop scene, right? Oh boy, is Joe so Budden you know, coming? You, you, no, 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 no. I want to Joe. Um, so you know what came out like two, three weeks ago? Nah, the Carnival Three. Oh yeah, Wakla. <laughs> they come out. <laughs> so under the radar. I did see that. The Haitian Wakla yeah. John. Yeah, oh Audible 3. God. Did you listen to it? No. I, <laughs> I wanted to ask if you listened to it. No, I have not. <laughs> that was a link that I saw, and I was like, oh, he's still out. And then I kept on scrolling about my life. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might go back and give, you know, I'll give everybody a fair shot. I'll, I'll give him two songs. Give him two songs. I'm glad hey, she, someone, someone's still listening to Wyclef. No, the Haitian community has given up on Wyclef. <laughs> uh, but no, like seriously, they don't fuck with him anymore, so he doesn't have any fans. Didn't he? Didn't he botch he, the Haiti thing? Yeah, so like during the whole Haiti um, relief effort, like when was that? 2010, I want to say. Yeah. He stole, like he raised like 16 million dollars that was supposed to go to Haiti. 
Haiti relief, <laughs> and like nine million of it went to like his administration for Haiti relief. <laughs> oh man, which included like paying himself a hundred thousand dollars to do a show for Haiti oh, relief. <laughs> boy, oh boy, yeah. so, oh my god. So Haitians don't fuck with him no more. Do better, with that. Do better. <laughs> oh my god. But um, should be a a really really fun show, I guess. Real quick before we get into uh, the the meat and potatoes and all that good stuff, uh, real quick mention of Bellator one eighty four. Uh, I don't know how you guys want to do this. Just want to quick blaze through, I guess. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I didn't I didn't catch the first two fights. I just caught um, Sanchez and Caldwell. All right. Uh, just really quick, I guess. <clears throat> In the first two fights, uh, you had Leandro Higo taking a decision over Joe Timanglo, and Pat Curran taking a decision over John Teixeira. Um, they were calling him John McCap on the on the broadcast for some reason. Like, <laughs> like they were trying to hit him around, but his last, his last name is Teixeira. Like, like it oh, Macapa. Well, according to Sheridan, that's his nickname. Yeah. Uh, like, the, like, like how Brent Hennon Burrell's last name isn't really Burrell. It's, yeah. It's something ridiculously long. <laughs> But um, Curran looked slightly better. Like, he, he still... There was still, like, a whole stretch of the fight where he just wasn't doing anything. But he he countered a little bit more. He rocked Teixeira early. Um, yeah, he dropped him, like, three times in the first. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's, I don't know, that's three in a row. Bellator seems really happy to throw the same four guys into title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If Sanchez doesn't get a title shot, it's probably Kern. You think Kern is just lost now? I, I think he's just physically spent. Like I, I don't yeah. think like technically there's anything wrong with him, but like Yeah, he's like, been in it, some he's been in some wars. Like yeah. wars and just like he's had a long ass career. He's had thirty fights and he's like what? He, thirty. Thirty, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that that burns you out. He's one been fight since, one fight a year since he since he was a baby. <laughs> yeah, like like he, and he's been training with like Jeff Curran, like and from what I understand, Jeff Curran runs a pretty hard ass camp. So I think like he's just it's it's like with Silva, like Silva still has like a lot of the technical things, but like physically, it, it's just hard for him to pull the trigger. Yeah, it, it, it makes him reluctant <clears throat> to like really load up on anything. So I, I think he's at that point in his career. He's still going to get wins in Bellator. He, like he'll go on streaks, but he'll, I don't think he'll ever touch the belt again. Yeah, probably makes sense. Yeah, solid, solid one though. But uh, yeah, the Sanchez fight I wanted to talk about just a little bit though, because that was a big. <laughs> I think that was a really big win for him. Really, really, really big win. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I was shocked that he won, but at the same time I wasn't <laughs> really picking him to win either. <laughs> like. I didn't think he would get dogged, but I just thought it would be one of those fights where, like, just Strauss being Strauss, may maybe I Sanchez mean, this was have... Strauss being Strauss, kind of. <laughs> In the worst way. <laughs> yeah, this fight had a lot more grappling. Uh, it wasn't a whole, I feel like it wasn't a lot of stand-up. Yeah, like, a lot of grappling, a lot of transitions. I think, uh, what, first round, Sanchez went for a knee bar, and then, like, Strauss got out, and then he went for a submission, and then they just kept trading back and forth. But, yeah, Sanchez uh, ended up winning via triangle, easily the biggest name on his record. Uh, he is also on a three-fight win streak with uh, Strauss, Galvo, and Karakanyan. So, uh, 
Oh, wow. He said it himself, three world champions, it's time for a title. <clears throat> yeah, he's... Yeah. I mean, at this point, I, for the sake of throwing a new face, <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> why not? Throw him in there, CC. I, I honestly wouldn't pick him to beat... Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't pick him to beat Patricio, but hey, man, throw, throw a new fresh face in there. Uh, here's the, the crazy thing is, though, like, Sanchez has close fights with everybody. He had a close fight with, like, Curran. He had a close fight with, Vi like, Rachel. Like, Patricio Pitbull's kind of slowed down. He doesn't throw as much as he used to. If, like, Sanchez goes in there and doesn't get knocked out and outworks him, like, he could legitimately be champion off, like, a split decision win or something. He could. <laughs> he could. But, yeah, but I, I was... really quick, before we hop into the Caldwell fight, um... This has what would have been my favorite transition of the weekend, if not for the Johnson <laughs> uh, Johnson Borg fight, where Sanchez literally caught like he's underneath. I think he's in the. Uh, I think, I think it was Strauss had side control along the cage. Sanchez literally runs up the cage with his uh, with his feet and swings around so he takes Strauss's back. Hey man, <laughs> desperate times offer desperate measures. <laughs> no nah, man, that it was it was awesome though. Like it it felt good to like see him get a big a big win like that. So he he finally like feel like you can't deny him now. Yeah. So yeah, that he, was a uh... he's legit like one of the he's a legit top ten featherweight. Yeah. And then uh, I guess one of the, the main event. Uh yeah, I I think Strauss with Strauss. Before he went away, like when he after he had beaten Pitbull, like I, I, I legit think he was like a borderline top five guy. Like yeah, he was that good. Was. Yeah, but now hmm. maybe not so much. But I still think he they're like guys he would be. Like if, so does so like, mean we're not gonna get Strauss Patricio four. This would be um, possible. I think you mean Strauss Patricio 5, bro. Right. Uh, yeah, 5. <laughs> you know what? I, I would like to think we won't, but the I way Bellator works, it's, it's going to happen. Somehow it's going to happen. Oh, Dude. God. Best of seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was an awesome fight. Uh, main event, a fight I've been waiting for for so long. Uh, Darian Caldwell and Eduardo Dantes. I almost wish I would have rewatched this fight, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. But, um, yeah, man, Dantes got, got worked. Like, he just, uh, I don't know. Like, there was no, like, there was no urgency thought, there at all. I thought Dantes was going to wash him, honestly. I thought it was going to end up looking like the Joe Orman fight. Like, jab, jab, keep distance, and sprawl. Like, he he tried. Actually, I can't even uh, say he tried. He didn't uh, really do anything. Like, he. So, um, the Bellator has this problem. Where they'll get like an elite fighter or an elite athlete like uh, Hector Lombard, um, what's that the dude? Uh, Eddie Alvarez, um, even Michael Chandler a little bit. Where they are just straight up, you can like if you were to drop these dudes in like a gym or on like a NFL style combine, these are the dudes who are the best athletes and will put up the best numbers. Mm. And they'll do it by like a like a mile. Like the, the second best dude in the division is not going to catch them. And with Dantes, like he's fought solid competition. Like Galvao is a good win. Joe Warren is a really good win. Um, 
but how, like athletically, he is so used to just having that in his back pocket. Like he is just a straight up better athlete than the guy he's fighting all the time. And you get that in Bellator because like it's not as deep. You can have like solid comp- uh, competition, but athletically, it's not going to be all over the place like it is in the UFC. Like, yeah. like, like. We know Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw are ridiculous athletes because they're in a division where guys like Almeida, Sterling, um, Jimmy Rivera, like ridiculous like A plus athletes, who if they were like six foot two, six foot three, two hundred seven pounds, they'd be playing a different sport. And um, like with Dante's, like it just seems like once he realized that he couldn't catch Caldwell, he just kind of shut down. Yeah. Like he was like the takedowns came, and like when he tried to engage, like Caldwell like would crack him. Like Caldwell would just not stop moving on the outside, and he was along the cage and just circling and just would pop the shit out of him. And he landed his signature suplex <laughs> right on the head. <laughs> yeah, man, Cald- Caldwell's that, that dude's a beast, man. That, that guy's. If he gets a hold of you, it's, it's, it's a long night. But, yeah, that, that was a really awesome win. I'm, I'm glad he's champ. I'm, I'm pretty sure that rematch is coming, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure that rematch is coming. Um, Who else is going to have division right now? So, like, Bellator suffers from, like, their, Bell- their, their bandweight division is actually okay. But, like, there's, there's like, four people in it. Yeah. Like, I did read... <laughs> Because we mentioned it, uh, like, last time. I didn't see who, but I think Michael McDonald does have a fight now. I think. Yeah, he's fighting in December. Yeah. Okay, so. He'll, he'll probably. Michael McDonald from Modesto. Right. He'll, he'll hopefully get up, you know, in that mix when he gets in there. He's going to take a break from posting really bizarre shit on Tumblr. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I have no I, idea what he... I, I I followed him after, like, the first week of, like, following his Tumblr. Oh yeah, no. Like, and that was you... like three years ago, four years ago. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm pretty sure he's a flat earther too. Like, oh no, 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 no! Now I can't bring his name up anymore. Would have been a flat earther. You mean a common sense person? <laughs> oh, oh god! <laughs> All you West Coast motherfuckers. <laughs> why? Why is that? Oh god, that could be a whole nother tangent. I've been seeing that argument pop up so much more. I'm like, where where did this start? Where where did this come from? People Honestly. people are allowed to have a voice and can use the internet to say. Did you things. see um <laughs> before we before we go to the UFC? Did you see um B O B tried to do a GoFundMe to raise? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I, you see, with B O B, I'm not sure if he, he's for real or he's just like nobody knows. Who, like nobody cares who I am anymore. Oh no, he, he's dead serious. Like uh, he tried to do a GoFundMe. He tried to do a GoFundMe to to prove that the Earth was really flat. I don't know what the plan oh, was, but he only <laughs> raised like a, one grand or something like that. I haven't heard any word from it since. So I feel like he just pocketed one grand and he's just gonna quietly go away. But <laughs> yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened with that. But yeah, the flat flat Earthers are everywhere. First album was so good. You know, ever since I found out he was a flat Earther. I've never went back to listen to anything he's ever done. <laughs> like I, I, I just, I disown him. Like I act like I was never a fan. Like I don't have like three of his mixtapes. But, <laughs> but I mean, shout outs to Bellator 184. It was a pretty solid card. Can't really mention any of the prelims. 
Oh, Cazola lost. Yeah, yeah. Carry uh, Tip Banks just like ragdolled him. Oh. So, but uh, main card was 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 pretty solid though. So shout <clears> out to Caldwell. Uh, shout out to Sanchez and. Um, Bellator 185. Gegar Musasi. Alexander Shomenko. It's gonna be great. They should just throw Gegar the belt right now just to get it over with. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And pass up Alessio oh. Sakara? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Hold on. Did, did Shomenko... Did he ever lose... Oh, no. He lost to Halsey, right? He lost to Halsey. And I don't think he ever got a rematch because he got suspended. Okay. And then, oh, he yeah. lost, and then they reversed his suspension. So <laughs> now he just fights an M1 and Bellator. Okay. I was trying to remember how that all panned out. That was weird. <laughs> I mean, when I you don't it. when you don't own the market, you kind of have to make concessions. So, yeah, I'm true. a big Bellator guy. I support 100. I mean, uh, I'm 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 here for it. As I stated before, if you guys ever get a chance to go to a theater and watch a fight, watch a Bellator fight in the theater. I promise you, it'll be worth it. Yeah. I, I do not regret watching Fedor and Matt Mitrione double kill uh. each other in a movie theater. <laughs> that was, that was like, such a weird card. <laughs> like, Bellator is MMA without, like, the UFC's, like, glossiness, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you'll get elite fights, but, like, most of the time it's just, like, old dudes, like, trying to prove that they still have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I guess we'll move on to UFC 216, which took place last night. Um, pretty anticipated fight. Lots of trash talk leading up to this. And I, I guess we'll just start from the top. Uh, Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee. Now that I think about it, I have a lot of side rants. Now that this card completely played out. It, it would have been so much better if Mighty Mouse would have headlined on this card because of the way that fight ended. But that's probably that's another story. But any anywho, um, I'll say for Kevin Lee, even though he didn't win, I, I won't say I'm a fan, but I'll say he's – I won't question him anymore. Because, like, he was one of those dudes who when he first started getting buzzed, I just felt like I didn't really see what everybody else saw. But after this fight – and not that I think, you know, he's like a world beater or anything like that, but dude dude is dude is game. I, I can't take that away from him. Even though he did kind of fade out, but like when the fight first started he, he, he caught Tony with some pretty good shots. Even though Tony just has a chin that's made of I don't know. I don't know what's behind this dude's like small mustache, but it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know, man. This dude he he can eat a shot, but I mean Lee, Lee was taking it to him and definitely did work with the takedowns. But I feel like with Tony, almost like in a similar effect to like Max Holloway, where it's like the longer the fight goes, the more danger you're in. Because like he just doesn't get tired. And it just seems like the longer the fight goes, the more he's just willing to throw down. And like eventually you know he's just going to turn the tide. And I mean, Lee did a lot of things I thought, right? Like he... He got takedowns. He, he he had some pretty he had some nasty ground and pound in that first round, and like he, he looked like he was on his way. I, I guess you could say to kind of pull an upset. Like he he was doing pretty good, and then 
it was right around like halfway through the second round <laughs> when Ferguson hit him with like a standing elbow. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> when Tony starts doing those, like, wild moves and they start connecting, the end is near. Like, <laughs> the end is near. I thought and, when, uh, I thought when uh, Tony was standing up between rounds two and three and talking shit to Lee, well, he was, <laughs> he was I love that. He was like, You're, that was, he was like, this is my mat, not yours. <laughs> that right there, that was like, oh, wow, Tony's got but it. This dude is a psychopath. Like, there's some people on earth that are just different from the rest of us and he's one of those people like he he's not cut from the same cloth as everybody else this this guy's on another another plane but yeah I think it just came down to I think Lee just to me it looked like he just kind of gassed out and once he started to get tired like you know Tony's just a workhorse and even when Lee started getting takedowns like you know Tony's active off of his back so even when you're on the ground it's not like you can just later and think you're safe as we found out but i mean props to lee he got out of that arm bar which i'm i thought was just gonna snap his arm off and he somehow stepped over it but yeah he ends up getting caught in a triangle uh cries in the ring and uh yeah man it it was an awesome fight awesome finish um great great performance from both dudes but ferguson man this dude is on a roll just out of this world, man. Out of this yeah. world. Is Tony a top ten lightweight of all time already? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, 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 I like the joke that um, like McGregor is uh, what you call it? Like, he visualizes things and he makes them happen. Uh, like he bends reality to his will. That's how we got the Mayweather fight. Like, like Ferguson's like that too. He just like have either one of you seen like videos of him like doing like strength and conditioning training? Mm-mm. Dude, he make he he does like anime workouts. Like yes. they're, 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 they're no, not please. even <laughs> they're not real. Like he does them. It's like he should be like he should be like like Anthony Pettis. Like he should just be falling apart at the seams. Yeah, this this dude. <laughs> but somehow it works. Like nothing he does should work but it does and and that's really like in this fight's like a perfect example it's 2017 who wins a title fight in 2017 with a triangle from the guard (laughs) 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 fucking tony ferguson that's right (laughs) that's who does it you You can tell though man the person who's done that silva And oh he had to be God. the guy who fought like he was, it was still like 2003 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee, it looked like Lee, I, Lee kind of gave it to him, though, man. Like when he was in guard, it, it just looked like he was so exhausted. Yeah. Like he was just laying there trying to just hold on and just trying to survive. And but yeah, man. Like so much of Lee's game is just like physically overwhelming, like his opponent. Like we saw against Trinaldo, we saw against the like, Chiesa. We saw against Mustafaev. Even when he has like close fights, like you go all the way back to like his second or third fight in the UFC, where he's fighting like Jesse Ronson. Like he's still overwhelming Ronson, but Ronson's giving him trouble just because he's able to like to, to, to compete with him. It's not like Ronson's ever actually doing any physical like, damage. 
And that's the main reason I didn't pick Lee in this fight. Because if your whole thing is you're just going to physically overwhelm somebody, you're not going to physically overwhelm Ferguson for 25 minutes. Like nope. You're not going to out-wrestle him for 25 minutes. And there's no way he was going to be able to keep doing, like, doing the explosive thing for the entire five-round fight. So I figured at some point Ferguson would touch him and like he'd go down, but apparently no, he, he just submitted him off his back. I have a question for y'all. Is like Ferguson the most dangerous dude in the UFC from everywhere? Yeah. Like he'll submit you off his back. He's, he's got to be. He's yeah. He's got. If he's not, he's like top three. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, yeah, he, it's hard press. Yeah, because you he he'll keep, he can crack really hard. <laughs> he can literally submit you from anywhere. Oh. Yeah, this this dude, man. Uh, I used to not be a fan of his, but he like won me over the last couple of years. Just because I wasn't really like feeling his personality, but yeah. he kind of won me over. I, I get it because I, I was like the same way, and then he destroyed like Torrio or something. I was, <laughs> I was a fan, but, like, if he would have told me he would have went on this kind of run, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Like, I mean, who this dude is just, like... yeah, like, and then the Barbosa fight, like, after that, I was like, okay, I, I oh can't ever God. doubt this, yeah, can't doubt this man again. Like, right. <laughs> just, saying, right, so... but, just saying, but Danny Castillo is the linear UFC 155 champion. <laughs> he beat Tony fucking Ferguson. We all know who won that fucking fight. I mean, he shit, though. <laughs> it should have been Danny in the main event. Fucking. Nah, shot to Danny Castillo. <laughs> Alright, before we move on. That's to my NorCal route. The real main event. We have to bring it up. No, I already know. Yeah. Who wins? Ferguson or McGregor? <clears throat> my problem with Ferguson is that. He kind of starts off slow, and, like, those first couple rounds, he it's like, he doesn't have, like, it's just, like, the game plan. I don't like it, like. I don't think just, he has a game plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just goes in, and whatever whatever happens just kind of happens. Like, the lead fight, it was starting to, I, I was trying to, I was kind of getting the vibe from, like, the Tony RDA fight, you know? Yeah. Where he was kind of down 2-1. Even though it didn't feel like he was down 2-1, but he had to win, like, the last couple rounds. Like, I don't know. I I'm still taking Tony to beat Connor, but I just don't like, like, how do I say it? You don't like how much damage he takes early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Tony, but he's going to need to be really cautious. Like... Because Connor, whatever is in that man's left hand, it it ends it ends lives. And I know Tony does have a really good chin, but that's not the man you want to test your chin out on. <laughs> because Connor is extremely accurate, and normally when he does land, like it, he he's just really effective with his striking. But I'm I'm only gonna lean towards Tony because, like in this fight, Tony had to worry about he had to worry about Lee's hands. Because he he got he caught he caught some good shots even though his chin is just made of granite but but then with Lee you also had to worry about the takedowns and if he gets top pressure all that good stuff with Connor you literally you just got to worry about the striking because Connor's not gonna shoot a double leg or a single leg he might clinch a little bit but 
I I think I see the Tony and Connor fight going kind of somewhat like this, where Connor will probably win like the first two rounds, but I think like once Tony like gets settled in, kind of like how the the Holloway and Aldo fight went, where like Aldo was was clearly winning like the first few rounds, but you could just tell that Holloway was about to turn the fight around. I think this that fight goes similar. I think Tony eventually. I don't know if he cracks him or if he just does some wild leg roll and gets a submission. It's like a, Tony, to me, just he has too many ways to win. And with Connor, I mean, his one way is very, very, very effective. But it's only one way. Like, he's either going to knock you out. That's it. Tony can knock you out. He can submit you from any angle, position that he chooses to. So I'm going to trust Tony not to get cracked. And I think I think he finds a way to beat Connor just because I think he's just he's way too versatile. Like he he's got too many weapons in the arsenal. Yeah. But that, that's gonna be a, a really really good fight though. Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning Tony as well. So like the Nate Diaz fight just plays over my head where like you get a guy who's really long who can jab with him. And and here like he's a better wrestler than like uh, McGregor and Diaz. Yeah. So. Uh, that fight's gonna be crazy though. Or I'll throw out the other elephant in the room. Does uh <laughs> does Ferguson get passed over for the trilogy? Do we think that happens? Uh, yeah. Because I, I saw a report that said Dana said that they're gonna unify the belts, but history showed me not to believe Dana. I mean, that just means so. that they're gonna give Diaz the fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I don't know. I I wouldn't be mad at a if if. If they do the trilogy and Nate won, a Nate Ferguson fight would be awesome. But I don't know. I, I just I got this feeling that Ferguson's still not gonna get the title shot. I hope I'm wrong. I, but... I think the only way they convince Connor to take the Ferguson fight is if they say if he beats him, they will give him the the GSP fight. <laughs> I, I think that might be the only way they do it. Interesting. It could happen. Hmm. I don't know. That's and, what the, makes... and that fight could be for the middleweight title. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, yeah. God, Connor, what have you done to this sport? So oh, much confusion. Man. But, hey, man, I guess when you got that kind of power, you just you, you do whatever you want. And apparently defend they let him. Defend, defend the vacate, motherfucker. Hey, man, he... <laughs> I'm just like the UFC is going to fuck around and make Nate Diaz the champion. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it could happen, man. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. And like, what but... do you? What do you? Like, I think they're, they're, the hesitance on the UFC side is like that fight's going to make money without the title in it. So if like uh, if they do the Ferguson um, McGregor fight and Ferguson wins and like for whatever reason. They don't do the instant rematch. They can always go back to the Diaz trilogy fight. Hmm. Uh, it, yeah. like, it, it, if they fuck around and just like, give Diaz a title shot, good chance he can beat McGregor. We've seen it before. <laughs> and he only lost by one round in their last fight. Right. And then what do you do? Do you make a fourth fight? <laughs> Why not? All I know for Connor is um, the road from here does not get easier. Like, no. they're killers in every direction. Like, it's just, there's no easy way out. 
<laughs> There's no easy way out. Like his best Whoa. scenario. Pauli Malinaji. Pauli Malinaji. There we go. Who's still on Twitter? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's still mad. <laughs> no, no, he's not mad. But <laughs> I'm Polly the God. Uh, somebody, somebody's got to pull Polly aside, man. Somebody, somebody, somebody's got to talk to him. I'm a Polly guy. You gotta talk to Polly. You gotta let him know, man. Like <laughs> your Twitter fingers need to calm down. It's, it's that situation. Nobody even remembered that anymore until he bought it back up. Let <laughs> me retire. <laughs> oh man, but. I don't uh, know. One, one thing Connor does for better or worse, think things are interesting. You never know really what's <laughs> gonna happen. So, but if if the world aligns in the way that it should, Ferguson will finally get his shot. That's probably been long overdue for him. But yeah. we'll we'll see. E- either way, great one for Tony. And I think for Lee, I'm pretty sure he won some people over last night. I, I think he probably gained some new fans. And Looking looking forward to seeing him in the future too. At, at only twenty five, he's got he's he's got time on his side. I think still. Who would you guys want to see Kevin Lee go against next? Leonardo For a rebound Santos. fight. Leonardo who? Santos. Ooh, the guy who knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, let me pull up the rankings real quick. Cause Lee was what seventh. Santos is like on. He's on a streak right now, isn't he? He hasn't lost in the UFC. They just won't give him yeah. a fight. He's like five and zero or something. Yeah, he's five and zero, and they refuse to give him a, like a they refuse to give him a ranked opponent. Mm. Like they 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 tried to have him fight like oh what was it um Aubin Mercier <laughs> in like July, but Mercier pulled out and they didn't get somebody to replace him. So Jesus, Santos better get on Twitter. Start cussing at people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing now, man. You, your Twitter fingers need to be strong. He's you, got to go start cussing out some people. Ah, oh, I would say Lee and Poirier, but um, Poirier is not gonna resign after his uh, next fight. Is it Poirier? <laughs> yeah, he's um. I think I heard him and Cub. They're both after their fights. Their next fights, they're gonna test free agency. I could have swore he I could have swore <laughs> uh, Poirier said that uh, Poirier resigned the deal not too long ago. Oh no, no, you're right. Can't wait. Yeah, Poirier. We'll, we'll probably get Poirier Chandler <laughs> at yeah. some point in 2018. Oh, can't fucking wait. Chandler has to beat Primus first. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I still forget that this man has the belt. There's like the Fifth show in a row when we brought up that we can't remember Brett Primus as the champion. <laughs> Shout out to Brent. Shout out to Brent Primus. Oh. My, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess we'll move on. Yeah, to the co-main event, which probably should definitely have been the main event, especially considering how this fight ended. Um, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson versus Ray Borg. Um, I will state again, as I do every Mighty Mouse fight, I've been a Mighty Mouse hater for a long time. It, it never pays off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it never pays off. It, it never goes my way. I've learned to accept it, but I still hate just for the sake of being a hater. But, man, um, yeah, Borg, um, I mean, valiant effort, I guess. Like, I'm trying to... 
Got a couple takedowns. Yeah, like he. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying Borg, to draw some positives. Borg is a very good listener because he he listened to what Greg Jackson told him, but what Greg Jackson told him was nowhere near enough. <laughs> and and the thing is, well, I guess one positive I will say with Borg, like, yeah, right, it might be hard to defend this because he lost, but like, I kind of liked what he was trying to do because it's like, if you fight Mighty Mouse. I mean, aside from, um, uh, oh, God, why am I drawing a blank? Not Cejudo. Tim Elliott? Um, no, not Elliott. Dotson? Um, no. well, all right, I'll go with Dotson, too. Better be so, yeah, aside from dudes like Dot, I don't even know if Horiguchi caught him. Did he? He hit Horiguchi. Horiguchi hit him, like, with a jumping knee as Johnson went in for a takedown, but for whatever reason, Johnson just kind of ate it. Okay. But, um, but, Moraga... Uh, Benavidez and Dotson. Yeah, Benavidez. That's who I was trying to think of. I mean... They all rocked mo- Yeah. Thing is, like, those dudes are pretty... I mean, it's not like Ray Borg's a bad striker, but he's not, like... He's not, like, a Benavidez or, like, a Dotson who can just end a fight with, like, one punch. So it's like, you, you trying to out-DJ on the feet probably isn't going to work. Well, I mean, for one, you just can't catch him. So what's your other option? Let's try to smother him, slow the fight down, maybe take him down, rough him up. Kind of like how the Ian McCall fight went uh, way back when, when that happened. So, like, I, I, I got I understood what he was trying to do. And I, I didn't think it was a bad game plan. I mean, you, you got to try something. But, my God, did it not work. Like, I mean, he, yeah, I mean he, he did get takedowns. But it's just like, DJ is so good everywhere. Like, this man doesn't, there are no holes in his game. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't give you that one window for you to capitalize on. Like, it just doesn't happen. You, you take him down, he either pops back up, or he'll do better than the scrambling Borg, which is wild, because we're used to seeing Borg kind of just manhandle people with grappling and do crazy transitions and great scrambles that always go in his favor. But, man, Mighty Mouse was just on another plane, man. Like, it, it was... I, I appreciated it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I tried to hate. I tried to hate for as long as I could, but like every round, I was just like, "Yo, this this dude is." Yeah, man. He and I. I don't even need to mention the finish. Like when that happened. Uh, well, for for one, my stream froze in the middle of it, so I didn't see it like the first time. But my audio was still on. I was like, "Oh, he just got an armbar. All right, whatever." And then I watched the replay, and I was like. Did you practice this? Yes. Or like, did you? <laughs> like, serious, apparently a journal, um, a journalist who was at the Edmonton event spoke with some of um, Demetrius Johnson's teammates le- the, week, the week leading up into the fight. And he was like, yo, he's been practicing this, this suplex arm bar transition in the gym. I think he's going to try it in the fight. Oh, that God. is... That is wild. Like, I've never... Is that that's a, that's gotta be submission of the year. That's the, that's one of the greatest finishes this sport will ever see. Is that the greatest transition of all time? Yes, this gotta be. Yeah, yeah. that's got like people like like you don't you're not supposed to do stuff like that. <laughs> like it's, that's not that's not supposed to be. I wonder what the coaches would. I mean, I get it. Like even if you practice that in the gym. Like, there's got to be a point, like, in your coach's mind, like, man, he's not going to do that. Like, yeah, it's fun to do in the gym. Man, maybe he got it on a few guys, but you're not going to do that in a title fight. <laughs> and then, like, 
I want to know what was going through Borg's mind that, like, in an instant, you're being thrown in the air, and the very next second, your arm is getting ripped in. <laughs> like, like, what is even... I feel like he tapped out of, like, pure shock. Like, I don't even know what just happened to me. So I gotta get out of here, because this dude is just... Well, he held on to it for a long time. Like, he was in that it was in that position for, like, ten seconds before he finally tapped. He tried. He tried. He tried. He, he was a gamer. I'll give him that. Yeah, he... <clears throat> And I guess that if anything, I'll, I'll give Borg that is like as one sided as the fight was, he still continued to press forward. Like he was still trying. Like he was he was given everything he had, but like Mighty Mouse just has this way of making people just look like they don't belong. And yeah, man, Borg is another another victim. Um, Eleven straight. <laughs> Real quick, Where I got something. I got some Mighty Mouse stats before we go into like, where does he go from here? Um, <laughs> so hold up, okay. So obviously this is tell defense number eleven, which makes him you know the 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 record holder now. But there's also his fifth sub uh, submission in a title fight, hmm. which is the most in UFC history. It is also his fourth win in a title a title fight by armbar. Which is the most in UFC history. <laughs> it is also his third fifth round submission win. Which is also the most in UFC history. Jeez. And yeah, and he's finished seven of his eleven title defenses. Third in UFC history. One hundred seventy two strikes to twenty two. Jesus. I don't even remember one Borg strike. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they were all like small clinch elbows and like uppercuts and stuff. Oh man! I did the math, yeah, and it man. was like every eight punches, Borg would get one in. Mm. Jesus. That's yeah. Mm. That's that's DJ in a nutshell. Like, that's <laughs> what that's what he does to everybody. It's, as much as I hate, it's crazy to watch. Like, it's always the, the the hater in me is like, all right, somebody's going <laughs> to crack the code one day. Somebody's going to figure this out. And no, uh, it's, it, it, whew. Um, I mean, I guess next, I forgot, did, did um, Suhudo so, so and Pettis, is that a thing? I can't remember. Yeah, it's in this, yeah. uh, 218. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure the winner of that, uh, probably isn't getting the next shot. Um, I'm 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 praying that Cejudo wins that fight because I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Pettis, but there's nothing about Pettis that shows me he's ready for DJ. I mean, and if he beats Cejudo though, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that is true. If if he can get past Cejudo in an impressive fashion, then I just I don't know. I don't know. And, I mean, even for Cejudo, as great as he did look in the, uh, the Hayes fight, everybody looks great when they're not fighting DJ. <laughs> and <laughs> that's been the story. Like, everybody looks great when they're not fighting DJ. And then when they fight DJ, it, it just, yeah, that happens. You get thrown in the air and you get armbarred. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess I'll throw this out there. Is, is DJ the GOAT? Is this official or yes? Uh, I I'll say that I'm not a Mighty Mouse hater, but 
I, I always had him like in my top ten greatest of all time, but I never had him like in the top four. I'd say. But uh, do steroids matter? Like, are we considered do steroids matter when we talk about? The I goat? wish they didn't because Jones would be one. <laughs> yeah, Jones, Jones. I would still Jones, throw Jones, Jones at one. Jones if steroids don't matter. But they they probably do. They do. They probably do. If yeah. if they do, then like it it kind of has to be DJ, doesn't it? Because Silva got caught, Jones got caught, GSP left before like steroid testing was like any type of hard. It was kind of a joke. And Theodore fought in Japan, where they test you for weed. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. So, so what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to disrespect the god? <laughs> I'm just saying, if steroids matter, <laughs> DJ's had a pretty damn tough go of it. All right, let's, let's, all right, just for the sake of the argument, let's say... All right, steroids don't matter. We're, we're going to take everybody's record for what it is. And we're going to throw steroids out the window. All right. I don't know if I'd give him greatest. It's kind of weird, though. It's probably going to be so contradictory. Like, I think he... I think DJ is probably the most complete fighter ever. But I can't say he's the greatest fighter ever. But I feel like that's like super contradictory and probably a hater of me to say. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> like, he, but he is a way more complete fighter than Silva. Yeah. Because yeah. before I would have said GSP was the most most complete fighter, but I, I think DJ definitely has that beat now. And but I think the thing for me with with like goat arguments is when I do goat arguments, I have to be really really picky. Because I have to find just little things that separate one person from the next. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. Because I think there are other people who have had... Maybe, like, their street wasn't as long, but I think their competition was better. But at the same token, like, DJ just... He just cleaned out the whole division, like, three times over. <laughs> like, and nobody... I mean, a few people came close. They had moments. But... Like, pretty much after that first Benavidez fight, like, most of the fights after that weren't close. Like, he starts Benavidez the second time, which still hurts me to see that replay. And, yeah, like, everybody else, he just, he, he gave them the business. So, I, I don't know, I guess I'll say, I, I won't say he's the GOAT, but if somebody else says he is, I won't argue. Like, I, I could completely understand somebody saying he's the GOAT. I, I wouldn't argue against it. John Jones, just based on the strength of schedule. When I do the GOAT list, I always look at the strength of schedule, and I think Jones has the best one. Like, it, it, just straight up off strength of schedule, it probably has to be Jones. Like, how many former champions does he have on his list? <laughs> he beat, he all, beat everybody who ever had him. a belt. Like, like, he didn't beat all... Like, he got like, Chuck, he... Tito. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like Rampage... Mitch, uh, Mashida, Shogun, Rashad, DC, I guess, yeah. technically. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, dude went through the ringer. Um, I, I, I don't really have an argument against... Like, for me, it's, uh, it's DJ, GSP, Jones. I, 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 think, I honestly got, think Jones is the most talented 
fighter to ever do this. Definitely. Like, the shit he's able to do with his frame is just insane. The most talented, but also the most... Self-destructive. Um, yeah, just... God. Like, <laughs> like this guy legitimately could have been heavyweight champion. And, and this argument would be mute because it'd be indisputable at that point. <laughs> yeah. But with, with DJ, it's... It, it's like you said, he's like the most complete fighter ever. And, I, I, really... and I think Patrick Wyman said it best. Like, he is a flow chart of violence. <laughs> I, I really don't like the fatal or disrespect on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I, I would have been with you like a year or two ago. <laughs> But Fedor has not been doing himself any favors as of late. <laughs> we gotta and look at his prime, I, though. We gotta look at his prime, though. But, <sighs> but, but like, my thing with Fedor is, like, Verdum is just standing right next to him in my eyes in terms of, like, strength of confidence. <sighs> Fuck Verdum. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. hate Verdum, too. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but, like... I hate that he has so many good ones. <laughs> it's, <sighs> it, it's so hard to parse, I guess. If, if if Fedor would have like just cut his career like four fights, five fights short, I I, I would I'd still throw him up there. But when you're getting battered by Brawl Donato, <laughs> it's it's just it's, <laughs> it's, it's just not a good look. Uh. <laughs> it's just not a good look. But I mean he he's still he's still like top. Don't he's still like top. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> anything, still like anything less than top five I'm not hearing it <laughs> alright hold on hold on alright so let's let's run this down real quick so yeah alright so it would be probably DJ DJ GSP oh no no steroids do uh, steroids don't count so Jones DJ GSP Silva Fedor Fedor at Silva at four Fedor at five I won't argue that. Hmm. I won't argue that. Are you going to try to? Hold on, though. <laughs> I have another name I want to throw. Why does nobody throw Aldo in there? Because I, I feel I, like he should be much higher on this list than people give him credit. I, I used to have him in. Aldo's my number six now. Yeah, he's number six. six. Aldo's like honorary top five. Yeah. Right. Agreed. I, 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 I think Aldo and I guess DJ now have going for them is... They've gone through, like, three different generations of fighters, as in the guys he came up with, the guys who came up next, and the guys who came up who had their whole, who spent their whole careers trying to beat them. Right. Yeah. Like, so you have, like, um, oh, God, what's the guy's name from um, Shudo? That all they'll be. Oh, uh, Alejandro um, Noguera. Jonathan, um, Cub Swanson. Uh, that those are guys who came up with him. He had Faber, Brown, guys who were like at the top with him, and then he had guys like Mendez, who literally from the day he stepped foot in like um, Team Alpha Male, his whole career was spent chasing Jose Aldo. That's a and considering the level of athlete that Mendez is, and like the level of fighter that he is, the fact that he beat him is insane. Twice, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Aldo's pretty disrespectful. 
uh, I, I, I pray that all of those remembered more kindly by history than he is currently, because he, oh, yeah. he is too good to be as undersold as he is. That's the goddamn Connor effect. I, uh, I, pretty much. I think he's really. I think <laughs> he's really. He's really under it. I think people are gonna forget him in history. Honestly. I, I hope not. It's fucked up. He, it's fucked up. The thing is, though, it's it's kind of weird because if you think about it, Connor isn't as big if he is if he doesn't beat Aldo. Like, there's a reason that people hold Connor in such high regard, and it's because you beat a dude who was just seemingly unstoppable. Well, that, that's for people so, who are like MMA fans. For people who are Connor fans, they're they're Connor's great because he's Connor. Like all those kind of <laughs> all those kind of like inconsequential <laughs> to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people who call like. Um, I don't know, like Seth Curry, like the best player ever, and uh, they they just shit on LeBron and say he's overrated, as okay. opposed to be, uh, as opposed to Curry being great because he beat LeBron. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it's it, it's like that. Connor ate an apple today, greatest of all time. Exactly. <laughs> Con- oh boy! If, went, he, if he beats Ferguson, Connor went. Ten rounds with the best boxer ever, who'd been retired for two years and is forty years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to mention he threw eighty illegal strikes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, I, I I guess no matter how you slice it. D- DJ's if if he's not your goat, he's definitely in the conversation. Let's talk, like uh, we're like we're, we're kind of like passing off like this conversation, but like Jones is basically all but gone for who knows how long. GSP is we'll, we'll, we'll get to him eventually. <laughs> I guess I guess Silva's still out there, but like I don't think he's going to get any career defining wins at this point. Fedor yeah. is like. Doing Fedor stuff. <laughs> Fedor is doing the freak show circuit, basically. And, like, I don't know what to make of what all those career will be from here on out. Like, he could go on another run. Who knows? Versus Club. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we're going right now, like, current best fighter on the planet, yeah, it's DJ. It's not even close. But also from the point of, yeah. DJ's not done. Right. Like, like we're talk, we already talked about like uh, Cejudo and Pettis being ne- or Pettis being next for him. That's going like that's number twelve if he beats them. Like he's not averse to going up to bantamweight if they pay him the right money. And like if he does go up to bantamweight, he beats C.J. Dillashaw or Cody Garbrandt. Where does that put him? Are you if saying he goes he up, what, like what if he does? Oh, like, that's if he does, if he does, he's a goat. Okay. If he does, he's a goat. And I think it's, I think at that point, kind of like Jones, where if he goes up, to, if he would have went up to heavyweight, yeah. If, if DJ goes up and beats TJ or Garbrandt, he's goat. It's not, and it's not a question. Uh, I don't think you can question it. Yeah. At least I, I wouldn't. I, I would have at that point, I would be forced to stop hating. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have to stop hating, and yeah, I, I, I would have to give the man his prize. I guess I'm with you on that one. I don't think he beats Cody, though, to be honest. Hell no. I don't think he beats Cody. See, I'm still, beats uh, I, I'm still not 100% on, like, where Cody is as a fighter, as a elite-level fighter. Uh, like, I know he beat Cruz, but he also lost two rounds of that fight. 
I don't. Yeah, but he. And, and, and that's oh, and that's, man, that's not a knock. Like as like oh my god he like because he did beat the shit out of Cruz and like everything it's not, and Cruz is still like one of the best fighters ever. But we when I think of like uh, a, where he's just like so far ahead of the division like it, it's not there yet. There's still a guy who went three rounds with Claudio. What's his name? Gentil. The, the disrespect toward my guys on this podcast is just unreal. I, I will say, though, Henry I will say, though, if if he beats TJ, I, I think that'll say a lot yeah. about him. I, I'm really interested to see how that fight goes, because I think that'll that'll determine a lot about where his trajectory will probably be, depending on how that fight turns out. But I don't know. Either way, um, anybody who's fighting DJ in the near future, best of luck to you. Um <laughs> I hope you got a good cane plan. You might need to take steroids. You might. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Didn't Ollie do that? And it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, taking steroids isn't even a, a sure bet. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, say a prayer before you fight. Go out there, throw a head kick, pray for the best. But you're probably still going to lose. Unless you're at 135. But even then, you, you might still lose anyway. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, shout-outs to DJ. Shout-outs to Borg valiant effort but you know it is what it is um this next fight which had a pretty <laughs> interesting storyline how this even all happened so walt harris oh no, actually no backtrack even before that so fabricio was supposed to have fought Derek lewis uh Derek lewis i believe woke up with some pretty bad back spasm so he couldn't go and then walt harris who was supposed to have fought uh god bear I don't know what the conversation was, but I, I guess he's like, hey, I can fight. And then he just jumps up to fight Fabricio. So and poor Godbeer. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, Mark Godbeer was told that his fight was going to get bumped to the main card. <laughs> and, oh, and then he no. went on Facebook and was like, everybody, I'm going to be the third fight from the last. I'm going to be the third fight. <laughs> oh, no. And, and he was all hyped about it. And then they came back 30 minutes later and was like, yeah, no, Walt Harris is going to go fight Fabricio over Doom. <laughs> oh man, that is uh, yeah, sad. It's like it's, a kid going to the toy store and not getting a toy. Right. <laughs> You're going for the last Transformer and somebody else just takes it from you. <laughs> Defender vacate, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's got to be pissed, like, if he watched that fight and seeing, like, oh, so this guy got a chance to fight. I mean, I, I'm, you can't be mad at Walt. I mean, who wouldn't take that shot? I mean, somebody in Walt's position. It's going to take you forever to get to a spot where you can fight Fabricio. So, I mean, if you got the chance, why not just take yeah. the shot at a moment's Absolutely. notice? But, um, yeah. I, I guess the only thing that... Oh, God, what's going to Can I just say before we get into the fight, I wanted Walt Harris to win to, like, kind of upset Verdum and kind of revenge the entire LGBTQ community. Oh, I... I... <laughs> I was I was ready for the upset. <laughs> I was ready for chaos. I, and the only thing that like I was mad about, I mean, I wasn't surprised that it went the way it did, but I was hoping like, well, maybe Walt can just catch him one good, you know, one good right hand and just kind of starch him. Even if he doesn't win, like he'll have a shining moment. But yeah, never happened. I don't even remember him throwing a punch. Or well, he, he may have, but I don't think anything landed. And then yeah, once. Redoom got the takedown. He just does what Redoom does, and 
Yeah, pass guard, arm bars happen, and next thing you know, a minute and five seconds later, you lose. Fatal. So. Game. Big Nog. Walt Harris. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, shout outs to Walt Harris, though. I mean, that's a he took that fight on a, a five hour notice, I Sound think. Like that. Yeah, so, I mean, you, 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 I can't shame the guy for going at the opportunity. I, I do feel bad for God Bear, though. Like, I just feel like he kind of got left yeah. out. I hope did they pay. I wonder if they pay. Does he get paid? Uh, I read, I read um, that he did get his win and his show, uh, not show money, his, um, his purse. So he got okay. So he, right. did, he he got paid for winning and not having to take any damage, oh. but still, like that's a big opportunity. Like yeah. you flew, like Godbeard's from like the UK, I think. So he flew like halfway around the world. Yeah, well, at least you got some money for it, but that does kind of suck because you could have been on a really big card, and eh, but I guess it it is what it is for 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 Fabricio. I don't. I don't really think the fight does anything. I mean, you're, you're kind of supposed to win this, so you know. I don't know where he where he goes next. But with heavyweight, I feel like nobody knows really what's <laughs> like. Heavyweight's just one of those divisions. There's like no, I don't know. You just pick a names that I had at this point. Like nobody really knows what's going on. It's Francis and Oberyn next, right? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Pray for Overeem. <laughs> it's gonna be uh. It's gonna be... <laughs> like we keep joking that Overeem's gonna get starched, but like Overeem's the type of dude who's kind of like built to upset like Engano, because he think... actually because he actually has like a striking background that can take Engano down and might be able to actually overpower him. The thing is, like, if I look at this on paper, like Overeem should win because I feel like he's. He he's definitely the better. Hey, if we go this on paper, Overeem should be champion and have like five defenses already. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like this fight is just one of those fights where it's like, all right, if Overeem wins, great. You uh, you you put an end to a hype train that's been just nonstop. But it's like if he loses, it's gonna be a bad loss. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those KOs that it's gonna be on a highlight reel for a long time. Uh, like it's like one of those ESPN top ten <laughs> like. Yeah, it's a fear for his health, a, a fear for that chin if it gets touched, if it gets grazed even. I'm, I'm, that that might be. I'm it. still not sold on Francis. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like him. I don't like him. It's hard to say because we don't, you don't get to see much of yeah. him. But it's kind of like he, he's doing what he should do so that you don't get a chance to see anything because he just kills you. <laughs> And <laughs> I, I watched the replay the other day. I'm still dumbfounded. He literally lifted Arlovsky off the ground. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's that's a scary man. That's a scary man. But, yeah, I don't know what Fabricio <laughs> does from here. Um, I mean, I guess he just holds his number two spot, which he's currently ranked. I don't really know where he goes. I mean, um, he, he set the seeds for a Tony Ferguson fight. <laughs> We're, we we need that payoff. Hey, uh, at this point, oh man! And not the quick side note. I saw something with one championship. They're doing like a David versus Goliath fight on one of yes! the cards. Where like they're. <laughs> I'm so, oh my god! I'm gonna fuck up his name. Ang Lung Sang is going to fight a heavyweight. <laughs> well, we I guess. 
He's a middleweight. He's a middleweight versus a heavyweight. He got knocked out by um, Uriah Hall in Bellator years ago. That's how I know. He's fought as low as welterweight before. Like, oh my god. He's fighting this. Um, where's this dude from? This Cameroonian heavyweight kickboxer named Alain Galani. Yeah, so that's that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a thing. But oh, I mean, Fabricio, who who's still out there? Vol, I mean, Volkov is still out there. I guess I don't know if anybody would care about that fight, but I feel like in the top ten, he's one of the few dudes who still like he doesn't have an opponent. He's not injured. I I like the Volkov fight because if Volkov wins, it's it's a contender. Yeah, and Volk if like we like so many of the foils of heavyweights is just like somebody who's competent. Volkov is like the definition of competent. Like, and we've seen Verdun make really shitty decisions before. Like, constantly, actually. So, there, 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 there's a groundwork for an upset there. Okay, but we'll see. With heavyweight, just never know really what's going to happen. But shout-outs to Walt Harris. You, you, you gave it a shot, you know. And shout-outs to, to Godbear, who just got lost in all the confusion. <laughs> like, he, just, he just got tossed to the side, man. I feel bad for him. But at least they gave him his money. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's something. Um, on to this next fight, which lasted all of about two minutes, plus a little bit of change. Uh, Mara Romello, sorry, Romero, uh, Barella, and Kalindra Faria. Um, I heard of Kalindra before. Wasn't too familiar with Barella, but um, I guess after this fight, she's, she's on the radar a bit. Uh, Barella just fought um, in the main event of Evicta 24 in July. That's hmm. uh, like that's the only place you probably know her from. The rest of her fights... Where was Kalindra, where's Kalindra from? I know I've heard uh, her She's the Titan before. FC Bantamweight champion. Hmm. Uh, she also fought Jack for the um, the WSOF strawweight title, and she fought Carolina Kovalkovich in KSW in what was one of the fights of the year that year, actually. It was actually a really good fight. Alright, All right, so, yeah, I know I'd heard her from, from somewhere, but, um, yeah, this fight didn't really last all that long either. Um, <laughs> they stood on the feet for a little, and then it looked like Kalindra was, like, in the middle of some kind of combo she was trying to throw, and she got, I think she got caught with a double leg, and I can't remember, like, the transition to how the submission happened. I just know that rear naked choke was in as tight as a rear naked choke could possibly be in. Like <laughs> that, it looked kind of painful, and yeah, that was, that was about it. And then uh, Barella proceeded to do thirty Spartan yells after she won. <laughs> she was she was screaming all over the cage. But um, I mean, and also I guess big thing to note. Um, hold on, this wasn't the first. Was this the first flyweight? Um, no, uh, Valerio and Joanne Calderwood happened. Oh yeah, Calderwood was, but. Good to see the flyweight division, nonetheless. Uh, this was long overdue, so I'm, I'm glad they finally do have. And it seems like all the flyweights so far, I mean, it's only been four, but like there's good talent there, and there's probably much more talent in the future, so uh, shout-outs to her. Um, I don't really have much else to say about the fight because it didn't really, <laughs> didn't really go that long. Um, I was super surprised. Like, Furry is like a good fighter, like a really good fighter. And to see her get, like, 
bullied on the ground by this Italian woman who I've only seen fight once it was kind of, it was really surprised it was really impressive uh oh man. Uh, like I, I think this kind of points to something bigger in that it, there is a lot of talent out there globally for what uh, like for women like th- there's not a lot of like concentrated like this deep lightweight esque pool of talent, but like the U- uh, point is, the U.S. doesn't have a, a, a stranglehold on all the talent. This isn't like in boxing where America has like 15 world champions or something. Like neither one of the current champions are Americans. Hmm. Um, like you, you have this Italian woman here. You have in. Um, in Bellator, they just signed I think, like a whole bunch of women from like all over the world. They like signed this Chinese woman. Um, I, her name escapes me right now. Uh, uh, Na Liang. They fought, they signed this uh this Turkish kickboxer Sabriye uh, Sengul. Like Amanda, uh, this woman from Puerto Rico, uh, Amanda Serrano, five six division champion in boxing, is about to make the jump to MMA. They're pushing this Russian woman, Anastasia Yankova. Like, they, there's so much talent globally, in part because, like, other places on the planet have been developing, uh, have better infrastructure for women's combat sports. So we're 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 seeing like this weird thing where like champions are really just going to come from all over the place and contenders. Like, I can't wait for like her, uh, what's her name. Rodriguez, the woman who fought in, like, the last Invicta card. Karina Rodriguez, I think her name is. I think I missed yeah, that. Yeah, um, Karina Rodriguez, she's a flyweight out of Mexico. Like, I can't wait for her to get her shot. So, um, Alejandro Lara also got signed to Bellator. She's from Colombia. Sabina Masso from Colombia. Like, we're going to see talent come from, like, all over the place. It's going to be fun. No, Sabina was the yes, and uh, LFA. Yeah. So that's all I got from this fight. We're, we're going to see talent come from weird places. It's going to be cool. I'm always down for more Sparta screens. <laughs> <laughs> you catch the fight, T dot? Uh, yeah. I just saw the takedown. Quick work. I can't really tell if she's good or not. Just because oh. it wasn't much to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just didn't. wasn't a whole lot to digest other than I don't know. I got I pulled Sparta screens from the fight. That's that's what I got. <laughs> but I mean, shout out to her though. That was a good win because that was both of their debuts, and that's kind of awesome that your debut is on a pretty big card. Um, and then she showed out. So uh, shout out to her. That was a really good win. Um, and I guess to <clears throat> excuse me to round out the main card. Uh, we had Benil Dariush taking on Evan Dunham. Um, man, Dariush with those elbows in that first round. That Those elbows, oh my God. That second one. <laughs> I, I thought Dunham was done. I thought that was a wrap. Like, he caught that elbow and then he just kind of dropped to the ground like, oh no. <laughs> I don't want any more parts of this. But that Dunham's an animal, man. Like, he, he came back in the second round and you would have never thought that he was, like, in any danger at any point in the fight. Like, he, he looked completely, like, refreshed, like nothing even happened. Um, I don't know, I feel like Darius kind of slowed down in, like, the second and third. 
I guess you could say maybe because in the first he he went pretty hard for the finish after those elbows and he didn't get it, and then. It, did you guys score the draw? Yeah. yeah. Score the draw. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I I wanted to edit to Dunham, but yeah, it 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 was a draw in a night where we've seen what two draws and like a split decision. So, but um. Kind of sucks. I feel like for a draw, like, where do you go from there? Like, do you rematch? Do we run yeah, this back? Or... <laughs> it was a good fight. Yeah. Like, Dunham just straight up went like Diaz brother in the last two rounds. <laughs> and just pour, tried to pour it on in between. Like, there he was, like, winging overhand rights. Or, yeah, because he was, like, tired. And, I mean, quick, quick note on Dunham. Like, he's quietly been doing really good. Like, he, prior to this fight, was on a four-fight win streak. And I always bring this up anytime I mention Dunham because, like, I, I can't ever not think about it. Like, at one point, he was supposed to have been, like, that next guy. Yeah. And then he took that L to Sean Shirk, which, to me, is one of the worst robberies I've ever seen. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, when people say robbery, that is the fight that I point to. And I, I feel like ever since that fight, like, he was never, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like that fight like, took <laughs> something out of him. Because he never made it back to that level, like, that he was. I mean, he, he would get wins here and there, but then he would kind of have these skids also. But his his career kind of reminds me of, like, Cowboy's career before the title shot, you know? Like, win, lose, win, lose. Or not win, lose, win, lose. But, you know, a couple good wins, some losses, and then never quite yeah. getting to the top, you know? Yeah, you yeah. lose the big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at his record. So you, you, you want to know he... a little bit why he probably feels like he fell off after that? So right after that fight, um, that's about the time that WEC went un- uh, got absorbed into the UFC. Yeah. Oh, he probably got lost. Yeah, in the... that's... <laughs> he probably got lost in the shuffle. It's what it's what happened. Like a lot of those guys who were supposed to get title shots at lightweight, kind of just like fell in the, like, between the cracks afterwards. Like Melvin Gallard, Jim Miller, Evan Dunham. Who was the other dude? Like not Evan Dunham, but Evan Dunham like like <laughs> T.J. Grant. Uh, T.J. Grant is a weird case because he would have got a title shot, but. It, it, Man, he's fought. I'm looking at his record. Like he's fought a lot of good yeah. people. Like he hasn't really had any easy. Oh yeah, no. Like Dunham has had one of the con- most consistently difficult, um, like, re- uh, like resumes at lightweight. A three fight stretch of Dos Anjos, Cerrone, and Barboza. <laughs> that's not even fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not even fair. And that's coming off a split decision win over uh, over Tibau, and you get re- you get rewarded with a murderer's <laughs> row. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not mad if they if they run this fight back. Um, yeah, pretty pretty entertaining fight. Um, I just think Darius probably, and I mean he he went for the kill in the first and didn't get it, and I feel like after that he just kind of slowed down. And Dunham is just one of those zombie fighters that, like, if you don't put him away, he's always going to be in your face. So, um, what was Re- Benil's record? Oh, no, he's coming off the KO from Barbosa. Yeah, we're talking about, like, Dunham's resume. Like, Darius has had a tough-ass go of it, too. Yeah. 
Let's see. I have Brenneman, Nijum, Tony Martin, Ferreira. Oh, he went on a row. Crookshank, Miller, Michael Johnson, Kiesa, James Vick, Rashid, Magomed. Yeah, that's a pretty. Jesus. <laughs> that's a pretty nasty. Point schedule. being, like if you're got... lightweight, there, there's nothing, there's nothing easy about it. Right. <laughs> Good luck as soon as you sign the contract. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was a pretty awesome, pretty entertaining fight. Um. It's crazy though. Like as good as that fight was, that wasn't the best fight on the card. Like because I think Bobby Green and Lando just set the bar so high that I don't think anybody else hit it really. I know. Yeah, that fight was amazing. <laughs> but, but uh, like I rewatched it this morning, it was better than it was the first time. Oh man, yeah, that <laughs> that fight. Did you catch the prelim? See that? Uh, yeah, I only caught the Lando and uh those two. Oh, Duke and Wild. Okay. I mean, you saw the two that kind of matter. I mean, uh, the Matt... See, this one I didn't catch. Oh, actually, no. Let's just go down the line. Let me not get out of order. So, um, the feature prelim was uh, Tom Duke and Wild and Cody Salmon, if I'm saying that right. Uh, Cody was coming off that win over Terry on Ware. Uh, Duke and Wild is coming over that win from, was it Patrick Williams, I believe? Yes. And, um... <laughs> yeah... I love Duke and Wah, but <laughs> he, he... I like his name, at least. Yeah, man. I mean, the dude, the, the, the guy is like a, this, the walking personification of violence. But I feel like in this fight, he was he was a, a bit more measured than I've seen before, which I don't think is a bad thing, because in, in the Patrick fight, like, he, he got cracked in that first round, and he was kind of, like, he took a lot of unnecessary damage in that fight. Which they they mentioned during his training camp that like they put a lot of emphasis um, on defense so that he wouldn't take so much damage. But it just seemed like his volume wasn't there. And then Cody, of course, can work the takedowns. And then I, I knew Duke and Wild was in trouble when Cody was starting to get the better of him on the feet. And when Cody starts cracking and he can do takedowns, Duke and Wild was just it just seemed like he was kind of stuck. Like it was no other. He had no other out. He, he literally and... just stopped fighting in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was nothing else there, and Cody just kind of, he just kind of worked him. So, um, I mean, great, great win for Cody because Duke and Wall had a lot of, a lot of hype coming behind him. So Cody just kind of shut that down, <laughs> and he, he moves up that that prospect, you know, ranking. And I guess for Duke and Wall, kind of back to the drawing board. Um. Yeah. Shitty night for Mike Jackson fighters. Right, I'm sorry, Jackson Winklejohn fighters, <laughs> I should say. Oh, yeah. Like, Venata kind of screws himself out of a win. Duke and Law loses. Borg gets Demetrius Johnson. Um, yeah. Not a good night. I feel like Greg Jackson has been falling off for a little bit. Like, they didn't have a champion for a while. And then... Oh, do they have a champion? Right? They don't have a champion right now, right? I mean, has the UFC officially stripped John Jones yet? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. now that yeah. they're without, they are without champion. Hmm. Apparently, GSP's oh. doing his camp with them. Or at least partially with them. So, there's that. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. This thing's gonna watch him. <laughs> Seeing it right uh, now. I'm not gonna lie. 
I'm not gonna lie. When I when I was watching the stream, like after the pay per view ended, they showed the um the trailer for that fight. And I'm I'm mad that I got excited. Like I let myself <laughs> get it. They're really good at crafting a, like a narrative for this. Uh, Man, the, the trailer was awesome. Like I can't lie, the trailer was awesome. But I was like, fuck that. That fight worries me. <laughs> and I should be this this I should be ecstatic for this fight because like these are two of my favorite fighters ever. But there's something about this fight that is it doesn't sit right. Like I don't I don't know. It's weird. It, it's just really weird. <laughs> But yeah, if GSP might get. I ain't gonna say he's gonna get starched. <laughs> I'm gonna go that far. I'm saying it. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a very good chance Michael Bisping knocks out GSP. <laughs> yeah, no. Guarantee it That's right the scary now. Part. And if you had said that in 2013, <laughs> people would have looked at you like you were crazy. <laughs> Man, Unchanged. yeah, that, 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 they definitely have. But yeah, that that, that fight. I mean, that's not too far from now, either. That's the next pay-per-view, next month. Lord. I'm going to have to mentally prepare for that fight. Are we going to talk about that? No matter what. Or... Oh, yeah. On oh, yeah. I have to. T- I have so much emotionally invested in that fight <laughs> that, like, I have to talk I about get... it. Because no matter who wins, I'm going to be hurt. I will get some today, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been the best thing guy oh. since, like, the beginning, like... Me, me, oh, like so. I got another. Yeah, I got all another my friends fan. hate on this thing, and I'm like the only guy. And like seven, yeah, six, I'm in the years, same boat. six years of like just nothing, and finally getting his chance. Like I just felt so validated by this thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I have to defend Bisping every yeah. day. It, it gets, it gets harder and harder, but I still do it. It's, it's <laughs> a job. Somebody has to do it. So exactly. I will defend Biz being until that belt is taken away. Which is never. Which is never. <laughs> which is never because oh, he's going to retire after he starches GSP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which would be like the ultimate troll job. You defend the title against. Hey, man. I've been telling people. And I get this argument every day. Shout out to my friend Davon who cusses me out every day over this. About Biz being, being champ and how he's not defending against like top five dudes and it's like listen man you gotta understand Bisbing is what he's, he's like 38 39 years old this man has been in some wars he basically has one eye <laughs> like Bisbing is gonna get this last check it's gonna be a great one and he's gonna coast right. off into the sunset yeah, as right. he should hold on Yoel Romero is also a superhero <laughs> like he, yeah, he's not... his age Yoel Romero is like 60 Oh my god! But he—he's not—he's different, man. That that guy—he's <laughs> not. Other forty-year-olds just aren't built like him. Like he's a special case. Yeah, most forty-year-olds like, aren't taking steroids. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah I can say that, but he's—he's he's passed like twenty-three different Usada tests. <laughs> It's because he's a superhero. He—he he knows how to mask it somehow. Some people, some people are just freaks, man. Like, like, like I, I'm. Skeptical, I'm skeptical, uh, skeptical, god damn it. I'm, I, I am <laughs> a bit wary of everybody. I believe everybody's on something. I, I don't think, water. I, 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 it might be. It might be. <laughs> but, like, I, 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 I can't, I, I don't think Yo Romero's on so many steroids that he looks like a fucking superhero. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's on, like, I don't think he's on, like, Alistair Overeem horse meat diet. <laughs> no. I don't know. I think he draws power from that stool. 
that's where the source of energy comes from. Oh, but, God. That's the most bullshit thing of all time. God. I was so <laughs> mad when that happened. God. I loved it. It was so much chaos. It was so, was, <laughs> it was so much. So much chaos. And you know what? The only reason why I wasn't mad at him, because people overlooked that Tim Kennedy grabbed that glove for like a good eight seconds and just didn't let go. So I was like, this is payback. The stool got you. I don't you. remember that. Yeah, but Kennedy grabbed his side I I chose. I choose not to remember that. <laughs> oh, man. But... Oh, fine. What were we even talking about? We went so far off track. <laughs> oh. <laughs> talking about... Talking about... Bobby. We're gonna... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... No, no one gave Lando a ten eight. You guys didn't think that first round was a ten eight for Lando. Uh, all right, so um, I'm very conservative with ten eight. Hmm. Like, for me to get a ten eight, it has to be like um, uh, Maynard Frankie one. <laughs> when Frankie spent the entire first <laughs> round flopping and rolling. <laughs> and like, those to me, and especially because Nevada didn't, they haven't adopted the new rules. Uh-huh. So, like, if they adopted the new rules, yeah, the first round probably would have been a 10-8. But, like, don't get me wrong, like, Bobby definitely got cracked. He caught that right hand, like, right behind the ear and got dropped and then ate some ground and pound. But, like, as much as he got beat up, like, I felt like he still... Like, he still knew what was going on. He still had his wits about him. He was just in these really bad positions, as opposed to, like, a Frankie who was doing cartwheels <laughs> and, like, <laughs> James Bond rolls because he's getting cracked, like, every three seconds. So, I mean, if 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 somebody gave Lando a 10-8, I wouldn't argue, but uh, I'm just, I'm really conservative with 10-8, mm. so I, 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 I had a 10-9. Got it. But I, I wouldn't argue against it. But, God, Lando... When he threw that knee slash <sighs> over aggressive thigh slash, it, it was uh, just they shouldn't have taken uh, the point away though, right? Because it was just his thigh. Well, technically, under the rules, it still is illegal. Really? Oh. Because it, it was still yeah, it was according to Twitter. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like where does the legal like, definition of a kick begin and end? Yeah, I don't. Because, I mean, in real time, it looked bad. But, yeah, in the replay, you could clearly see it was just a thigh. But I, I guess, technically, it's still a strike, and he was still grounded. So, I don't know. I, I guess this is a semantics kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, and, and you could tell, like, right after Lando did it that he like he knew he messed yeah. up. But, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. I mean, technically, it was an illegal strike. It wasn't like Bobby Green was really hurt, though. I mean, it was... Just an aggressive thigh hit, like. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not mad that he took the point. I won't argue. I mean, because it, it was technically at least I think it probably was an illegal hit, even though it wasn't. It wasn't like malicious or anything. But in a real time situation, I could see how somebody would be like, "Oh yeah, I got to take a point," because in real time it looked bad. But yeah. instant replay. Got to bring yeah. instant replay into MMA. But uh, uh but. um, I, so I, I re, this is one of the ones I rewatched this morning. And I went back and that first was a like that first round was closer than, um, than than I originally thought. Like for some reason, I I, I thought the first like minute and a half, two minutes, were um, Venada just kind of beating the shit out of Green. And it was and 
for like for a good amount of time, it was literally Green just like clinching and landing like short elbows and knees on the inside. The stuff that was really like affecting Venata, and you saw it later in the fight, but like I didn't give him a ten eight because I kind of score I kind of score like ten eights like I do like in boxing. Like, um, I don't, did you see the Joshua Klitschko fight earlier this year? Yep. No. Yeah. Okay. So um. There was there was a um I think it was like round five, where Joshua knocks down Klitschko, mm. and um it's like really early in the round, it's like a minute into the round, but uh, Klitschko sta- so that that would automatically make it a ten eight. Klitschko stands up and proceeds to like, for, at first he's battling his way back into the fight, and then he just like, completely takes over at the end of the round, mm. to the point where like um, <clears throat> to the point where Joshua looks like he's about to be out on his feet. And that's kind of, ha- and that makes the round a ten nine, for Joshua mm. as opposed to a ten eight. That's kind of like how I see MMA. Like, okay, you, you had this one moment of um, dominance, and it lasted like twenty seconds, but the rest of the fight was really close. So I can't give you the ten eight. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I I, I ended up scoring this fight a draw too. Like I think Fanada took the second. I think he edged it out a little bit because he landed a little bit more damaging shots. But I gave the third to Green. That ending combo, oh my god! Yeah, that, yeah, that's why I gave it to him. Like he, <laughs> he I thought he, he was going cracked to cracked He, he, it looked like he was out on his feet for a couple of seconds. Like he cracked Lando, yeah. man. Like it, Yo, it Lando was. Lando has the same problem like Eddie Alvarez has, where like they go into that crouch. Like anytime they're about to do something, they crouch. And if you can get a read on that, you can crack them really hard. Or you can jab them in the face, continue like Bobby Green did. <laughs> yep. Huh. I never noticed that. Uh, Bobby, man, speaking of, like, strength of schedule, like, his last three fights were Rashid Magomedov, Dustin Poirier, and Edson Barboza. <laughs> so he's on a three-fight losing streak, and now he has a draw. And then even before that, his previous fights were Josh Thompson and Pat Hill. Yeah. Like... Hey. Bobby Green since the like Thompson fight, I, I don't know what it is, but he's just not been fighting up to his potential in my eyes. And like that's the same year his brother died, was murdered, I should say, and his other brother was shot. Like I think literally a month before the Thompson fight, one of his bro like, not the one that died, it was the one um. Yeah. It was the other one. Uh, his I can't. They're, I think they're both younger. His older younger brother was shot. I don't think he died. The second one, but apparently there was a hit out on Bobby Green's life. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. What? Yeah. There was a hit out on his life, and he was spending night. He spent his like half his camp sleeping on his coach's couch because he couldn't go home because they were staking out his house. I respect that. <sighs> That is, yeah, that's not good. So like I, I've always been kind of been more, um, I guess, forgiving of Green. Yeah, and I know other people like hate his guts, but like he was going through that shit going into the Thompson fight, and how much of that shit rolled over into the Barbosa fight, and the fight with Dustin Poirier and everything like that. Like I, I, I gave him a little bit more leeway for everything that was going on. And we saw we saw a better version of him tonight, or yes, last night I should say. 
Yeah, he looked. He I looked mean, great. yeah, he landed some really great shots. I mean, like he bloodied Lando's <clears throat> face up pretty. Like that jab was on the money, and he did really good in the clinch too. Also, and I don't know, man. Just Lando is just one of those wild, just <laughs> like I don't know. Lando ha- Lando's one of those dudes who just needs seasoning. Like they gave like Bobby Green's a step too far for him at this point. Like. Ferguson was a step too far, but he overperformed, so I guess they thought they could get away with that. But, like, Lando just needs to be in there with, like, guys like Ross Pearson. Or, like, guys like Trujillo, who he's supposed to fight. Like, guys who they present some challenges, but they're all knowable challenges. Like, you know what you're going to get with Ross Pearson. You know what you're going to get with Abel Trujillo. Bobby Green's a little bit more of a wild card. I wouldn't mind seeing him and uh, Will Brooks, who was supposed to have fought, but his fight ended up not happening. Will Brooks, my guy. Yeah, yeah, he's been um, <laughs> he, he's been he's been a case uh, since he's... Let me down, man. His his career is just like <laughs> when he. He came to the UFC, I was telling all my friends, I was like, yo, this guy's going to be UFC champion in two years, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he lost to, um, uh, God, DuBronx, uh, I was like, oh, no. Um, not, not not a slight against DuBronx in the slightest, because DuBronx is, is pretty it, nasty. It's how he lost to DuBronx. Yeah, it was just like, oh, no, this is not a good sign, man. Not a good sign. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lando and, and Will Brooks. Like, I think I, I think that's a good fight for Lando. And I think that's a telling fight for yeah. both. Like, if you're Will Brooks and you can't get past Lando, I don't know if the UFC is for you, buddy. Like, it's, it's, it's... And for Lando, I mean, Will Brooks definitely presents challenges if he fights to his full potential. It's just you don't know what Will Brooks is going to show up. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing seeing that fight, but... I also wouldn't mind. I mean, it's a draw. We we could definitely run this fight back. I, I'm watching. <laughs> so this is the like. Is this the first card since like UFC 22 that's had two draws on it? Or am I? It's got to be. Am I missing one? It's got to be. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen this many draws and split decisions, and <laughs> in, in, in one night. Not in Japan. Yeah, but I mean, for, for Lando, it's, it's it's a good showing still. Um. Always a dangerous dude. This uh, this Hello? is the one fight on the prelims that. If, oh, oh, the loser. Hello. 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 Brooks. Back to Bellator with open arms. Hello. I I don't think he'll go back to Bellator. I don't Actually, think he I should. I don't think they want him back. <laughs> <No>. <clears throat> he can go to um. God, if he can't go back to Bellator, where can he go? Uh, hello? hello? Yeah. Oh. Can you guys hear me? I can, I can hear I'll you. I can't hear my... Right, there he is. Okay. okay. Oh, am I still here? Am I live? Yeah. Y'all hear yeah, me? I hear you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I pressed the button on my laptop on accident, and I don't know what it did. <laughs> but, um... Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know where World Books would go if you can't go back to Bellator. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Rising. Do do it. Oh yeah, yeah, go over there with like Crookshank and all yeah, of them. Like, do, do like he made his he made his name in uh, in oh, Japan. That's good. Japan, yeah, that is true. So, and their cards are always pretty yeah. fun. So, 
You can go over there and probably get paid a little. Oh, decent the return of he, the, the the return of um, freaking down kick um Will Brooks, where he's just like kicking dudes from like ha uh, 50 fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, got good a good win for Lando. I, I'm not mad if they run this fight back. Um, I hope next time if they do do a rematch, definitely put this fight on the main card. Um. But either or, man, this was easily the fight of the night for me. Um, great, great, great fight between these two. Um, these last three fights, I can't... Oh, actually, you know what? A lot. Um, right, I guess just to go down the list, um, Matt Schnell got a decision over Marco Beltran. From what I remember, it's kind of like a kickboxing match, but I was kind of in and out of the room when this fight was on, so I didn't really catch hey, it. Nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on down with this next fight. Um, John Moraga and Magomed Bibulatov. If I'm even saying that right. Um, Moraga was a minus. Is it 500? That's insane. Something. <laughs> something. Something. <laughs> that was really disrespectful. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it, Wait, uh, you know, yeah. Like he was a big underdog. What? Like he what? was a huge. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact number, but I, I, I feel like it was something like minus five hundred. That's ridiculous. Like it was a big, it was a big number. Plus five hundred. And oh, plus five hundred, yeah. But like, I mean, it, it definitely didn't. Um, it did not play out like that at all. Like. <laughs> Uh, Moraga worked him with the leg kicks pretty early, and then um, trying to remember the last sequence was um, I think he, he cracked he yeah, cracked yeah, he him cracked, with a yeah, right overhand right. He, he and he hit this beautiful like little like um, he dipped out of the uh, out of the uh, overhand right. So he, he dips out as as um, the Bulatov tries to throw a hook in like to counter. Then he throws a head kick, throws a right hand, and then cracks him with that hook. That lead hook. And that hook. That hook. When I saw the replay, <laughs> there was so much. Like, <laughs> the force behind that left hand that, was just... He whined... Yo, he whined everything up on that hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... That was hard. And then after the fight, he's like, I just want to go back to my kids. So I, I guess he really wanted to go back home because he, he got... <laughs> He got Magomed out there pretty quick. Yeah. That was a minute and 38 seconds. Ride motherfuckers like Kane. You got motherfuckers got like Old Dog. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Maraga. Ah. Uh, I'm in the. Why did I think of that? the rapper song? John Maraga. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the homie Giacano John. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that KO was nasty, though. That, that KO was. Woof. Yeah, they they uh, Vegas odds should not disrespect this man anymore. Yeah, don't don't do so, that. Plus five hundred. That's not. Yeah, that, that was really garbage. Like I I I get that Bugatov had like all this hype behind them. Like, but this is the same dude who had an underwhelming performance against like Janelle Lausa. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, uh, uh, but Moraga is forever in my good graces. For knocking out one of Katarov's boys. 
Not, not just one of Kataroff's boys. Kataroff's main boy and oh, head of God. security. So That's awesome. Take that, Chechnya. Another 30... Uh, Another 30 for 30. It's a real sport. <laughs> we, we already got a little documentary on that. It's real sports with Brian Gumbel or whoever's running it now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That did happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, shout out, shout out to Moraga, man. That was an awesome, awesome KO. And uh, the last fight on the card, Brad Tavares and Talos Latis. Um, all I remember from this fight is Tavares, jab, jab, jab. Jab, like he looked good though. This is one of the better Tavares fights I feel like I've seen. I thought he was gonna get a finish, but it didn't happen. I feel like that's been a, a knock on him. Is that like he can win fights, but he doesn't put people away? Like, but, my knock on Tavares like, I, is just that like he coasts. He coasts all the time, even in fights yeah. where he's losing. <laughs> but I, I think out of the last couple fights I've seen, this has definitely been one of his. His better performances. I mean, he had uh, latest his nose was just all kind of leaking, and it, it it looked pretty bad for him. But um, yeah, that was a good win for Tavares. But I honestly don't remember much else of that fight, so I can't. Remember. That was one other fight, by the way. Uh, Pollyanna Botel versus uh Pro Gonzalez. Oh snap! We did skip. <laughs> 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 Um, I mean, I'm, like we said, that nothing happened in the fight except for. The, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. If you guys have anything you want to add, I, I, I don't. I, have, I didn't um, see it, so. Bateau landed Travis Brown elbows. <laughs> uh, Bateau landed Travis Brown elbows. Um, and Pearl Gonzalez did her best impression of like, I don't know. Remember uh, Guimaras? Do you remember the dude? Um, God. Wonder Boy knocked him out, but uh, the dude from Tough, one of the Tough Brazil shows, who literally spent the entire fight holding somebody up against the cage and screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> that makes me glad I don't watch Tough. So no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So it was. Ba- she was basically doing what freaking um, Gleason Tebow does: just push him against the cage and hope for the best. And Botello kind of just elbowed her and did more and got the win from there. So, shouts to her. Yeah, shouts to her. Uh, yeah. Don't have much else to say about <laughs> that fight. But, but um, yeah, man, like, top to bottom, this card was pretty... I mean, con- considering, like, the fights that got switched around and people getting injured and pulling out and like all, all things considered all the chaos surrounding this uh, i think this card did turn out pretty great for um, poor kgb lee who oh who basically yeah basically got a Ooh. second suspension because you saw this a bunch of shit <laughs> i don't get how like because i'm trying to remember how that unfolded like she got signed and then like she had a fight lined up and then she gets pulled from the fight because of when like the, you got to be in the pool for six months. Something. If you fail the st- uh, a te- a, um, if you fail the an athletic test for drugs, like you, apparently you have to be in the USADA pool for six months before the UFC can let you fight. And apparently nobody at the UFC knew that, which is wild. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so you sign her like, hey, you got a big fight coming up. And then <clears throat> literally the same day the fight got announced, like two hours later, like, oh, no, yeah, you can't fight anymore. That's a... Yeah, I, I don't get it. How, how many pay-per-views do you guys think it did? Um, 200? God, this is depressing. <laughs> I was about to say, this is the depressing part of the conversation where, like, <laughs> the number that it should have done, it, it probably got nowhere near. Um, I'm going to say two. Yeah, I'm going to say and two. And that's generous. Two, two, that's like, yeah, I'm going to say two, <laughs> 220 at the oh. most. But... Yeah, I feel bad for for DJ because he definitely should have been like if he would have been main event and it would have ended <clears> like that. Like I feel like that would have been such a perfect ending to a card. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I'll know. say that live audiences have been get had really turned around on DJ. Like the first like round and a half of this fight, they were literally just screaming Mighty Mouse. Yeah, they were behind. They were really behind them. They, they definitely were. And um. Even at the Wilson Hayes fight, like I, I think people when they come and they see DJ, they just like he's becoming like not, uh, I guess a little bit of a spectacle fighter, or like you expect something crazy when you come and see this dude fight. I mean, he's he's been delivering. The, he's, he's definitely been delivering. Is it weird that Mighty Mouse makes more money on Twitch than he does pay per view points? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I make more I'm money. Saying. I'm just I saying. make I make more money at the library than DJ does on pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been meaning to check out one of his streams too. I didn't know. Like apparently, I, I knew he's been doing it for a long time. One one day I might watch one of his. Apparently, streams. he's really good. Yeah, that, I've heard. I've heard. Like he's a really really good gamer. So I might uh I might have to check that out one day. But. I mean, I guess good for him, at least, you know, if the UFC doesn't promote you, he has things outside of the UFC he can probably do. And I feel like with, I mean, random side note, like, eSports has kind of, like, taken off these last couple of years. So, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's something he might be able to get a hand in. I don't know, maybe, like, an owner of a team or something, so. Like, seriously, know, for all why does the UFC not just send them to, like, E3 and, like, Comic-Con and stuff? <laughs> that seems like a low-effort because... thing. <laughs> because I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the, the the Dana excuse that they gave for um for Nunez. I, I could throw what, what uh, did he say? Like I could throw like two million, a hundred behind Nunez, and nobody <laughs> would still know who she is. <laughs> and it's like God, Dana, why why are you doing this? I, I think yeah. this just kind of shows where his head's at. Like, yeah, oh. it's fuck oh, Dana. Yeah, that's a moral of the story. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I, I think, though, for DJ, or at least I would like to hope, I think if he makes the jump to 135, that hopefully that'll, like, help elevate his popularity. But I feel like even then I'm not too sure because they just, I don't know, they're just certain people the machine vouches for. And if you're not one of those people, you just... It just seems like no matter how good you do, you, you just kind of get left by the wayside. Uh, I'm looking at Mighty Mouse's page. He's shorter than my mom. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has DJ by like two inches. <laughs> oh, yeah. how, how tall is that he? Is like five three or something? He's he's five three. Five three. Five three. My little brother is probably like the same height as him. Jesus. 
That is wild. Did you ever hear the story about how he got into MMA? Mm-mm. So apparently... Story time. Story time. That's anti-cool. <laughs> so once upon a time, DJ was a drift racer. Why can I picture this? I guess he just went out to the dirt roads in like Parkland, Washington, and like he would just race dudes in like with his car. And one of the dudes was like, one of the dudes um, knew he wrestled, and like I guess had seen him wrestle at school or something. And it was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this MMA thing? And he's like, yeah, no, not really, but, like, I'll give it a try. So the dude fronts him the money so he can go and, like, get some training done. And so he goes and takes a kickboxing class, and there he meets Matt Hume, who invites him to come and train with him. Little did he know, the dude who who fronted the money for him to go to that kickboxing class turned out to be a drug dealer. (laughs) And now he's in jail. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> he, he he sacrificed his trap money so that we could get the greatest fighter, probably, that we have. <laughs> uh, you have a knack for these stories that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, that's it, a good one, though. It should be, it should be, that's a gem. It should be uh, like a official section, official section of the podcast. We just talk about the podcast. You gotta tell a story. <laughs> we talk about um, my bad. Now we talk about the time John Jones fucking what was it? He just threw all the shit in Cody, like him and Cody. What was it? Kobe Covington who shared a room in college or something like that. And Covington tells the story of like Jones just one day threw all their shit out their window because he was drunk off his ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you going to do with John Jones? <laughs> How do you confront John Jones? <laughs> hey, guy, you threw my stuff out the window. You know. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> if you'd have told me the dude who lost to Brad Pickett. And no slight to Brad Pickett, but I remember watching that fight in WEC. Like, this guy went on to be the greatest flyweight ever. Dude, if you had told me the dude Nick Pace would have lost to, like, I was so angry about that. I, dude, I was so angry about that, like, um, back, this went back when I was at Tiger Showman's, like, full time. Just, like, uh, and my aunt was on the fight team with him. And we, we we were, like, literally on sure dog that night looking up the fight results for WEC to see if Nick Pace won. And he's like, no, he got out grappled. He got his ass grappled, like, by, like, this midget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good note for Pace. He is currently on a two-fight win streak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I hope somebody Where? signs him. God. Where? Where is he right now? Uh, he's CFFC. CFFC. He's a CFC. Oh. He's fought, uh, oh, he only fought one time this year. He mm-hmm. fought in February. And then his fight before that was in 2015. But, you know, he, he's still out here trying. Still out here doing stuff, so. I don't know, he, I, I feel like he, he's only 30. He might get picked up somewhere. Oh, wow. Still so much older. Somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I contend to the day. Oh. I contend to the day that. What's his name? Ian McCall beat Mighty Mouse, and Mighty Mouse should have never been the first 125 champion. I will agree with you wholeheartedly. I thought that fight was a draw. 
<laughs> what? You gotta you gotta complete the trifecta. Mighty Mouse oh. definitely lost that nah. fight. He definitely I'm lost that fight. He won every round. Like, nah. Come on. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that now. Cause I remember McCall giving Mighty Mouse the word. That was just the last ten seconds of the fight. That's nah. all anybody. That's nah. all anybody remembers from the fight. Nah, no. I gotta go back and watch this. I gotta go back and watch this. I know the second fight wasn't like that, but um, yeah, I swear that first round, McCall, that first fight, McCall worked him over. God, that was Alves and Campman. Jesus oh Christ, God. who was on this card? Where Martin Campman retired, didn't he? Yes. What? What, what was the first um, UFC event you guys have watched? That's kind of hard live, for me to live, answer because, like, like oh boy, um, I can't pinpoint one, but it had to have been around like the Chuck and Tito era mm-hmm. because I remember even as a kid hating Tito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember I hated Tito when I was a kid. And, like, Chuck Liddell to this day, he's probably, like, he's, like, top five for me, like, favorite fighters of all time. Like, I loved watching him when I was little. And any time Chuck fought Tito, I was in front of a TV because Chuck just used to beat the crap out of Tito. So it, it, it had to have been somewhere around that era was when, like, I regularly, like, kind of started paying attention to MMA. But then, like, I also remember kind of, like, when the Internet first kind of blew up maybe like the early 2000s and like I'd heard about Gracie but like I didn't really know who he was and then I started watching some of his stuff and then I also like Ken Shamrock because I used to watch wrestling a lot and I was like oh I didn't know he fought for real for real like this ankle lock is a real thing that he does to people (laughs) but yeah probably somewhere around that Tito Chuck era was those are probably like my first pay-per-view watches Tito was like in my top five favorites of all time (laughs) What? <laughs> I mean, and and I, I do give Tito props though because like back in that time, like he was the man. As much as I hated him, like he was that guy for a while, and I just hated him though. I just, I just, me and Tito did not oh, get along. T, <laughs> right. how do you feel about the Tito song? Who? The the Tito song, the song that they made, for, that that what's it called made for him? God, I don't think I've heard it. Oh my God, you're in for a treat. <laughs> oh my God, ah, I gotta check that point. out. I don't want to know who made, who made the Tito. Song. Uh, I try to remember off the top of my head. Uh, no. I gotta I gotta go dig through some posts real quick. Who who did that? Why would you make Tito a song? <laughs> Dude, there's a dude in Brazil who literally just makes a song of famous Brazilian people, and he made one for Vitor Belfort, and I think it's the song he walks out to. Jesus. Are there any... So I'm still looking at this Campman Alves fight, <laughs> just, just to give perspective on some of these fights that were on this card. James Tahuna and Aaron Rosa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Costas Philippou and Court McGee. <laughs> Steven Siler and Cole Miller. <sighs> Daniel Pineda, Sean Jordan. Man. That was a great comeback by Cameron. Oh, man. Ka- I like Cameron. Cameron I, I was, I was yeah, a Cameron fan. Right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campman won. Because uh, Alves, uh, his corner, uh, I can't remember, did his corner tell him to go for a takedown? Or he did go for a takedown. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, it was, it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen because he was clearly winning that fight. And then, like, he just goes for a takedown and gets choked out. Are you still looking for the song? Huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Are you still oh, looking for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why are you looking? Um, so the first fight I've ever saw under the Zoof umbrella was not, uh, it was way later than that, actually, um, than him. Um, it was, uh, Miguel Torres and Takeya Mizugaki. The GOAT! That was... I know people hate Miguel. I love yeah, Miguel. Like, I, I, like, at first, I did not get into the sport until, like, I had to... Like, one summer in my, like, sophomore year of high school, I think it was, um, I wanted a job, but I didn't want to actually have to go out and fill out paperwork, so I'm like, I asked my uncle to get me a job at where... Because he owned a martial arts school. And I was, he was like, sure. I didn't get paid that summer, but I got to take MMA. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take MMA classes for free. And um, eventually I just started watching cards from there. And it was like, I, I didn't watch UFC cards because I didn't really know what the UFC was. Mm. But I like, I knew who, I know who, um, I knew who Chuck Liddell and Teal Ortiz were, but, and yeah. Brock Lesnar, but I, I had no idea, like, how it was built, like, like what's the infrastructure? Like what's the actual fight game look like? But like one, like I was like flipping through the channels on TV one day, and like at this point I had seen guys like Lyman Good, Uriah Hall, Jimmy Rivera, Nick Pace fight because mm-hmm. I used to sit at the desk at Tiger Showman, and everything their internet was blocked, so the only thing you could do was surf their website, and all they had on their website to watch were these guys' fights. So I I would literally sit there and watch like the same four or five fights or like over and over again all day because <laughs> I was bored out of my mind. But um, I, I was flipping through the channels one day and I saw a fight. But I saw the Torres uh, Mitsugaki fight. I think it was on replay, on like um I guess it was versus at the time. Yeah. yeah. Versus. Oh, oh man. man. R.I.P. Yeah. Good time. Good time. And um, I, I just kind of sat with it and like I, it was like. 11 o'clock at night, I had nothing better to do, so I was I just sat there and watched it. I was, like, blown away by how great it was. <laughs> yeah. I think I can say WEC was probably my favorite promotion Same. ever. Like, for the small window... Actually, I can't say small. They were around for yeah. a while. It's just, Nine like, years, when like they that. hit their... When they hit their pop, it just... UFC just kind of sucked them in, but... Like, yeah, I love that organization, man. They had so many good fights, and just... Oh, man. Miguel Torres. Like, prom Miguel so, Torres before. He's so underrated in history. I feel like he's... I'm I'm still mad that him and Faber never got a chance to... Dude, Torres yeah. fell off, but, like, right at that breaking point. Where, like, yeah. he would have got that mainstream crossover appeal. Got knocked out by Michael McDonald. Oof. Which, in hindsight, probably doesn't mean as much as we think it does, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, but then after that, he went on to just lose it. And I, I still believe he beat Mighty Mouse. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> he won that fight. <laughs> Miguel went for 80,000 submissions in that fight. You can't tell me Mighty Mouse. I want to say, say, like, somebody over at Bloody Elbow used, like, the Abu Dhabi scoring system to, like, score the fight. 
And they still had Mighty Mouse winning. <laughs> They're wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, WC was was a good time. Look, I, I'm but, very uh, upset. I can't find the TOT song. <laughs> I'll find it later. <laughs> if you can find it before I edit this, just send it to me. I'll throw it in the I'll throw it in the in the description notes. Oh my god. But uh, we are coming up on about two hours, so uh, so we'll do part and shots and shout outs. Um. I don't really only got one. Uh, I've watched half of the Bellator kickboxing card uh, that came on right after Bellator went off. Uh, I was too old and tired to stay up to watch the rest of it, so I missed the co-main and the main event. Actually, I missed the Joe Schilling fight, too. But um, I'll give a shout-out to Yurina uh, Bars, if I'm saying that right. Um, she put on a pretty good clinic against... Oh Lord, I'm about to butcher this. On on K Von Jestel, <laughs> if I'm saying that remotely right. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Jarena's a beast, man. Like, it kind of sucks because like kickboxing isn't as popular as MMA, so there aren't as many eyes on it. And like, I just feel like if if kickboxing was on the same level as MMA, like she would be a, a face that that people would know. And I mean. Cliff note, she beat Cyborg. Like, not just beat Cyborg, like, she destroyed Cyborg. Albeit it was a Muay Thai fight, but... Point being, man, she, she's nasty. She, she's really, really nasty, so... Um, Shout-outs to her. And actually, I guess real quick, uh, I don't remember the number, but Line Fights had a card maybe a week or two ago. Um, Really, really good card, man. There was some brutal... uh, Some brutal finishes on that card, so... Yeah, shout-outs to Bellator Kickboxing and, and, and line fights. And that's, uh, oh, and shout-outs to Iowa State for beating Oklahoma in college football because boo Oklahoma. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's about all I got for uh, my last shot. Uh, can, can I give a shout-out? Go ahead. Yeah, you can, yep. Does, does it have to be MMA-related, or can I just give a shout-out to it, my friends? Oh no! You can shout at anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what was the uh, parting shot first? Um, Kevin Lee, don't be hitting people after the bell. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention that, huh? We, we did not. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did not after mention the that. First round, uh, did it land? He threw it. I don't remember. He yeah. threw it, but I, I don't think it yeah. really landed. I think it was like an arm hit, but yeah. And then shout out. To my boy Jake Fish out at Yale right now, waiting for that Ivy League mixtape. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Cool, waiting for the Blueprint Five. Everybody uh, putting out mixtapes. <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy <laughs> and shout out to my girl Jenna. Love you. That's all mine. All right, uh, podcast Boo Levin. Um, thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, yeah, do, do yeah. your thing. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, as opposed to a partner shot, I'm going to take a shot at um, <laughs> Andrew Tate. Fucking. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, you psychotic <laughs> bastard. Oh, man. Um, uh, See, see, um, 
Andrew Tate is a kickboxer. He is not a good kickboxer, but he somehow manages to make a lot of money losing to really good people. And apparently there are people who just finance him getting, like, these, like, nice-ass cars. Like, he has, like, five fucking sports cars or something like that. He's also a piece of shit. <laughs> like, a really grimy, awful human being. Um, so, I want to say it was, like, the last week or two, there was this comic writer, uh, I don't know if he was an artist or writer, but he made a GoFundMe for his son who was sick. Guess how Andrew Tate replied to him? Huh, was this the anime jazz? No, this is something completely different. Oh, okay, so I haven't heard about this. I heard about the anime jab. And, and, and now he's just funny. retweeting, like, pictures of, like, 16-year-old anime girls in, like, bikinis, by the way. So, that got creepy. But, um, so Tate, in re- Tate, in response to this man reaching out for help for his, di- like, his dying son is like, how does it feel to know that half a down payment on one of my cars would save your son's life? <laughs> Oh, oh my no. god. Uh, I didn't know he was that <sighs> bad. Uh, see, I, I saw the anime jab, which I thought was just, like, kind of funny. It was stupid, but it was funny. But yeah, that's... Uh... Alright, uh, I, I have the real tweets right here. Um, do you feel like a failure that the amount of money you need to, for your, to help your own son is less than a quarter of than what I spent on one of my five cars? Oh my god. I will help you if you ask. It's nothing to me. Your comic books have failed, but I am a success. Act nicely, and I'll save your son. Oh my god. Oh god. Alright, I'm looking at this guy's record right now. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that's terrible. Why? What? Like, why would you say that? Like, Because Andrew Tate is a psychopath. <laughs> He is a legit piece of shit human being who deserves nothing but bad things in life. Jesus Christ. Shoutouts to Ibrahim El Bustadi who beat Andrew Tate last year at Infused in Live 44 <laughs> in the Netherlands by TKO. Hopefully that streak continues. Uh, yeah, hopefully he continues to receive much brain damage for for the what's, rest of his career. What's his record? Oh. Um, it's actually not. It's actually not bad, but at the same time, I'm looking at the names. I couldn't tell you. But, uh, uh, seriously, um, he loses to every good fighter he faces. That's basically it. Like he, he'll take like fights in like the UK or like um China or something, but he he only like wins against people who have no records, or or who are not that great. Is he kind of like the dude um that? got paid to fight Mickey Rourke, take a dive yeah. against Mickey Rourke. I, I, don't like that. I, I don't think so. I think, he, I, I think he's just really stuck up his ass and stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he, he, he he's, tries to be alpha, but he, he's just kind of a dip, dipshit. Um, well, not kind of, he is a dipshit. Um, and for, uh, for a less mean, and so we ended on a good note, Shouts to Demetrius Johnson. 
you that was the greatest finish to a fight I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you tap yourself from here, but like good shit. Amazing. He'll find a way. <laughs> he'll he'll find a way to invent some other transition that just isn't supposed to happen. Oh man. He just he goes but, from um, a belly to belly to like a guillotine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm I'm hard pressed to find, especially like a submission that was that was better. Than yeah, like seriously, I, like most of the submissions in MMA are choke based. None of Demetrius Johnson's title defenses have been choke based submissions. They're all been like, I'm going to grab your arm and take it from you. Yep. And Horiguchi's case, he took it literally the last second, like. Wouldn't, didn't even give Horiguchi the honor of finishing the last round. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just snatched it from him right at the end. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much uh, it for today's episode. So I guess next week, real quick, we got uh, Bellator. I mean, not Bellator. Um, God, I don't even have the page in front of me anymore. So UFC 217 is Next when? month. Next month? November 4th. Alright, so that... Oh, doesn't Justice League come out like the same day? That's a different conversation. But... Okay, yeah, that, November 4th. Um, oh, we also, in between then, got um, uh, Cerrone and Darren Till on the 21st. And we get Brunson and Machida for whatever that's worth. But <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good card, if I remember right. Like, that's John Lederker comes back on that card. Hmm. See, I haven't looked at it. I just, I don't know what's. Uh... Um, I know what we got for next week, though. Are you, are y'all ready to see Bigfoot die? <laughs> oh no! Nah. He's fighting that boxer. He's fighting. Yeah, he's fighting Rico Verhoeven, oh. who's going to put him in a casket. <laughs> he, that's yeah. That's happening. I totally uh, forgot about that. That is next Saturday. Oh, Glory, China. Um, I guess just to toss it out there too. LFA twenty four is this Friday. Uh, Curtis Curtis Melander is in the main event against uh Franku from Australia or New Zealand or something. But that's the card with Mackenzie Dern on it, fighting out of flyweight. Oh, that should be interesting. If you're into boxing, there's some um, Showtime triple header. Erislan Dilara, Terrell Gashwa, uh, one of the Charlos versus uh, Erickson Lubin, and Hurd versus Austin Trout. So, that's a good card. And if you're at the Talladega Super Speedway in Lincoln, Alabama, <laughs> you can watch some Bellator fights. Yo! <laughs> yeah, that's going down. Uh, headlined by... Omar Johnson and Jonathan Pierce. You mean two guys? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shout outs to uh, Lincoln, oh Alabama. <laughs> oh my god. Have you guys seen, like, some of the back, like, these backcountry fucking MMA cars where they're having fights in the middle of, like, a monster truck rally? <laughs> no. I don't want to watch that. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. <laughs> there, there was one card in, in uh, Montana. A couple years ago. Oh, God. 
where they're literally doing motorcycle tricks over the cage. Oh my god. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice this things. Is why, wait, this, this is, is a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> but yeah, Talladega Speedway. That's that's a thing. That's... It, it's gonna, it's going to be a real waste of time if they do they don't just grab two random guys out the audience fight. <laughs> Why else do a fight at like a speedway track if you're not going to do that? I don't know. The Bellator marketing apparently knows something we don't. <laughs> they know that. NASCAR will, or whoever will pay them money to do stupid shit like that. Right up. I'm, I'm sending you both this video. Genius. And you're both. <laughs> Alright, hold on. We're gonna skip to like, <laughs> gonna watch. Skip to like 50 seconds into the video. Alright. <laughs> oh, God. What am I about to watch? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, my, my, my internet's, hold on. You said like 50, 50 seconds? seconds? Okay, hold up, let's skip, <laughs> skip, skip. Alright, start at like 45. Alright, we got two guys scrapping. Oh, they're going at it. Okay. The camera pan- What? <laughs> the camera literally pans away from the fight. <laughs> oh my god. What is this? I got this is like Oh god. Like <laughs> like <laughs> MMA fights in Japan do weird stuff, but at least it's like it's like it's weird it but it, it makes sense. <laughs> this is just like what is this? This this is oh I love how the cameraman literally pans away from the fight. Like somebody could be getting <laughs> knocked out and we're not gonna see it. Because we gotta watch this guy do <laughs> flip off of his bike. <laughs> oh man! If I can remember, I ain't gonna lie. This did, oh, he did a 360 flip. That was, that was okay. <laughs> if I can remember, I will, I will leave that uh, in the show notes for you guys to watch. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, uh, about it for today's podcast, episode 50. Been an awesome one. Um, shout outs to our guest T Dot. Uh, we might have to bring you back on here someday. Okay. It'll be uh, thanks for having me on the always podcast. No, no it. problem. No Thank problem. You for being on. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good times. This sport gives us so much to talk about, and apparently we can talk about motorcycles <laughs> now too. So. <laughs> See, I have to know how deep this goes because I look to the right of the video. And there's another video. And it's still... I'm still watching. Like, I still have the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's more oh, motorcycle man. tricks over fucking fights. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. All right, I have those monster trucks in MMA. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We're going to keep watching motorcycles and monster trucks. And you guys can go do whatever it is you guys do. Um, <laughs> be sure to like the Dojo Talk Podcast page on Facebook. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
like, subscribe, share with a friend of a friend of a friend, and go ride a motorcycle. <laughs> so, <laughs> until next time, we will catch you guys later.